0: My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself.
1: Welcome to
0: walker retail ranger what's up everybody i'm walker also known as retail ranger this podcast is about my personal and professional experiences from working in the retail industry for over 35 years each week we'll discuss a different topic about life as a retail ranger we hope you enjoy listening let's do this now it's time for walker retail ranger Hey everybody, welcome to the Walker Retail Ranger Podcast. This is episode 10. Today is Sunday, February 6th, 2022. A week past Groundhog Day, I believe, right Liz?
1: Yes, yes, that's
0: right. Hey, quick follow-up to last week. Uh, Not only is there that groundhog over in England, but apparently there's also a uh, groundhog in New Jersey. And sad to say he passed away the day before Groundhog Day this year. Dang. I, I don't remember the dude's name. It's probably disrespectful of me to, to not say that, but apparently there's groundhogs everywhere is what I'm saying. There's weather forecasting podcast, or podcast, uh, groundhogs everywhere.
1: <laughs> well, I know I've seen my share of them.
0: Apparently we have. Um, so anyways. Hey, so the house smells absolutely amazing. I have to ask, what is for dinner this evening?
1: Well, dinner is going to be... Shepherd's pie.
0: Okay, because we're shepherds.
1: I haven't started baking it yet, so I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, something smells good uh, though.
0: You were doing something with some peaches or something.
1: Yes, I made um, peach puff pastry.
0: Peach puff pastry, the triple P. Yes. <laughs> All right, um, I, and I noticed you were uh, you used the pound cake that we had left over, and you turned that into something. You you repurposed it.
1: I made a crumble. Okay. Brown sugar and butter, All right. but. Unfortunately, it got a little scorched in the oven. One of those things you need to watch. Okay. But I salvaged enough to make a little garnish.
0: Okay. Well, it looks amazing. Well, actually, in the bowl, and I am going to try to get pictures on the website at some point. But in the bowl, it looked like ground beef.
1: I know. I thought it looked like bacon bits. Okay. All right. Same. <laughs> a little same dark, but it.
0: It's... it's very tasty, though. Yeah. Um, I had a little pinch. Thank so, you. Um, I do want to uh, thank you for joining the new and, or joining me up in the new and improved man cave.
1: Looks a lot better. Thank you.
0: Thank you. We now have a refrigerator behind you with some stuff in it. And then we can actually look out the window now. And uh, here's the funny thing, though. I got rid of like a bag of stuff, let's just say. And I started thinking about it while I was up here uh, preparing, kind of rearranging stuff. You jedi (laughs) would me. And I, I kind of started thinking... Did she actually get this podcast equipment because she was sick of looking at this man? cave up here and how it was because it, it was it felt cluttered in here. It was very and, cluttered. and now it was very open and now the dog has plenty of room to, to spread out on. So that was <laughs> kind of cool. But like looking outside, I can see my black truck. Uh, it's my old black truck that I've had for a long time. You remember when we got that?
1: Oh, I remember.
0: Oh, cats are fighting. Sure. So great. That was. Uh, I was supposed to be surprising you when I bought that truck and this might bring up some old wounds, but it's been long enough. It's been seven years or so. Um, it was snowy. We were, it was like in the middle of winter and you had your little Corolla that would always get stuck at the end of the road. Right. right? I had a little Hyundai Elantra that always got stuck at the end of the road. So me and my stupid, great thinking, I'm doing something perfect here without telling you, I went to a dealership in Richmond and I, uh, I purchased a, a Ford Expedition.
1: Yes, Do you, remember you that? did. Oh, I remember that.
0: Yeah. So I, I thought I was going to be the damsel in distress saver dude because it snowed that weekend. I remember the pictures I have of the truck when I first bought it. It was uh, snowy out. And I was going to... I was planning on being here. And Didn't I call your boss and have him yes, you? Yes, that,
1: that's the part that kind of um, got to me a little bit more than the whole buying of the truck thing. I was ready to leave. Yes. I was exhausted. Been there 10 hours. And you called my boss and had him give me more things to do.
0: To stall you because I was going to pick you up at work or follow you home with this big black truck and save your day. But it did not go that way. If I remember correctly, I think you finally ended up leaving. And uh, I got home after you and yeah the cats are fighting that that was us about seven years ago that's that machismo of that cat that's the cat that came out of the (sighs) food line parking lot that day we rescued him and now he feels like he has to bully our other cat so growing pains folks growing pains so Speaking of Darth Vader, which we really didn't, (laughs) uh, but my truck is kind of decked out in Darth Vader gear. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always been kind of a fan of Darth Vader. I do remember when I was a kid, my first Star Wars action figure that I ever got was actually a Luke Skywalker and an R2-D2. And I believe we were in Florida. I think I was staying with my grandparents down there. And my grandfather had a, I want to say like a 77 or 78 Caprice Classic. It was a white four-door. that had like the really plush valori type interior mm-hmm. and i remember playing in that back seat with r2 and luke skywalker like on the little door handles are we gonna need to pause it here yeah we're gonna go ahead and pause we'll be right back hang tight all right and we're back we had to uh <laughs> pause so we could get one of the cats outside now the dog's of course going to start barking so anyways i was talking about the star wars figures when i was a little kid playing in the uh like the door handle of right. the, the caprice and we were pretty poor growing up, so that was a pretty big deal to get a brand new toy. And, and that, was, that was pretty awesome. But then, uh, I believe during a yard sale, I had come across the uh, Hoth Ice playset. Now, what does that mean to you?
1: Uh, nothing. Nothing,
0: right. So, to me, it was a big deal because you could put your little action figures on it. It was like a little white platform, and you could put your action figure on there, your Star Wars figure, and you could move them around with a little lever.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: it was pretty cool. So over the years, I kind of gathered a whole bunch of that kind of merchandise, and mom sold it at a yard sale, <laughs> and uh, that stuff would probably be worth cash right now, Yeah, but then again, that'd be more junk for me to have up here in the man cave, so it's probably, probably a good reason that that happened, but anyways, I kind of like got into Darth Vader over the years just because when I was a kid, I guess my teen years, I kind of had some anger issues, so I was attributed Darth Vader to being an angry dude, learning more about... Darth Vader and watching Star Wars and all that, and growing up myself, I've kind of chilled.
1: Oh, you uh, chilled.
0: Right. But, I mean, I used to be angry back in the day. And uh, there's a lot more to Darth Vader than just anger. I mean, he's now the good Jedi since he died. <laughs> and I kind of look at myself as both a Jedi and a Darth Vader guy, so.
1: Ah, uh, you're more Jedi.
0: Yeah, well, you're still really the best at Jedi-ing me, so. and you're The Force is very strong with you on that been yeah well you're really good so had a crazy week at work this week we didn't have snow which was nice that was the first time since the beginning of the year that we didn't have a snow scare so we had normal business we'll call it um but we kind of had a a lot of little things going on at work that kind of just kept building up building up building up and then whammo (laughs) thursday happens had a medical emergency at the store and uh I'm not going to go into details on it, but I will say my staff, my team was amazing. The uh, EMTs and all that said everything happened the way it should have. And it, had we not, it would have been different. Let's wow. just leave it at that. So so Thursday was kind of funky. Obviously, had a lot going on Thursday. Right. And then uh, Friday was well, a little less wonky. But Friday night when I went to bed, and you know, obviously, I go to bed early, right? Yes. Yeah. I usually start fading while we're watching TV, about yeah, 7.30. Yeah, 7.30, yeah. So anyways, I go to bed Friday night, and I was just tossing and turning, and I was stressing out about this podcast.
1: Lord, Walker.
0: I know. It, it's a fun thing, but for some reason in my head, like while I was trying to fall asleep, I kept thinking about every different aspect of this thing. So I had to go to my happy place to allow me to fall asleep for real. And my happy place was my... Uh, My 1970 Chevelle. You've seen the pictures. Uh, Oh, yeah. It's in your your,
1: wallet. Um, Before you get to mine.
0: uh, I love that car. But anyways, uh, it it got to the point where I was focusing so hard on that Chevelle to try to get my mind off of other stuff. I think it was a culmination of everything. You know, just the crazy week at work. I don't think it was necessarily the podcast that was freaking me out. But I don't know. Maybe it was an outlet or something.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't want to go too psych on myself. But. I mean, I was even unscrewing the trim that was around the headlights of the Chevelle. In your you know, head. Yeah, just to kind of relax me. And, and I finally went to sleep, right? So I wake up a little bit late Saturday morning, which is not like me. Usually no. I'm up before the alarm, but I had apparently hit the snooze a a couple times. So I was like panicking. I was like, crap, I got to get rolling here. So I'm driving to work, and there's a little storage place on the side of the road and they usually have a little witty sign out front. Like sometimes it says, Hey, mother nature, enough with the snow. Ha ha. You know, that type <laughs> of thing. Well, I want to make sure I write this right. Cause I read this right. The sign said, find a reason to make someone smile. Right. You know, and I was like, wow. I actually smiled while I was driving at let's say quarter to five. Um, but I was in my truck and, and I smiled. I was like, well, that was pretty impactful. I mean, I literally just read something. It's not something that jumped out at me physically or or whatever, but it was really cool. And it kind of put things, it made me kind of realize that everything's all right. Just shh go <laughs> no night. You can be all, all right. right, right? So later that day, this was Saturday. Wait, was it Friday or Saturday? That was yeah, Friday was rough too, yeah. So Saturday on the way to work is when I saw the give someone a reason to smile or something. I get a random text from my cousin, which I haven't heard from him in a while. You know, we were, uh, we're hanging out a little bit last summer, but I hadn't, we hadn't really touched base in a while. And his text out of the blue was about the podcast. And I was like, Whoa, he, and he actually wrote in there how the story about my mom and the cigarettes and the stocking almost, he almost (laughs) fell off his chair or whatever. Right. And he said he appreciated that. And I was like, wow, it, that kind of, he just gave me a reason to smile. Mm-hmm. You know, because here I am kind of stressing about the podcasting, And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, get a text from a, a, a relative that says, hey, keep up the good work. So I, th- I thought it was really cool that how it just kind of went into that. You have a ladybug on your? Oh, right, sir? Oh, you know what? Those aren't those ladybugs. Oh. Those are the ones you can't squish. Oh.
1: Well, I wouldn't squish a ladybug
0: anyway. Well, I know, but these are the imposter ladybugs. Hold on one sec. We're going to pause again. Man. All right, so we're back again, and the cat has now entered the room. (laughs) So I don't know what's going on today. It's like a circus. It's a circus. So let me see. Oh, yeah. So speaking of making people smile, you know what makes people smile a lot, folks? What's that? Ice cream.
1: Oh, okay. Right? Right. Makes
0: me smile. So, I actually did some uh, Googling today, and uh, according to the International Dairy Foods Association, the IDFA, 1 billion gallons of ice cream were made in 2020. It's insane. 1 billion gallons. And, don't get me started on the half-gallon sizes, because they're not really half-gallons anymore, are they? Right. And... There's also a difference between ice cream and frozen desserts. Oh,
1: there's a big difference.
0: Big difference. So make sure you're checking that out. If you want real ice cream, it'll say ice cream. Other than that, it'll say frozen dairy dessert or something like that. That's that's usually one that has all that mixed mixed stuff in it. Now the cat's up here. Okay. I'm getting nervous. Smile. I'm smi- Oh, He just gave me a reason to smile. Thanks, oh, Morpheus. Geez. So uh, the ice cream market... Is a $13.1 billion impact to the US economy. $13 billion That's quite of impactful. our economy. Yeah, it's pretty huge. And it's a $70.9 billion impact to the global economy. Wow. Seriously, $71 billion ice cream every year. That's just insanity. And they said the uh, average American consumes 23 pounds of ice cream and related frozen desserts. Mm-hmm. Per year, that's insane. Twenty three pounds.
1: That that that's a lot.
0: That is, and here's this: Do I eat twenty three pounds of ice cream a year? Do you think I do? Uh, I
1: don't think so. I don't.
0: I, don't th- I know you don't. No. So uh, we're bringing that average down. I would like to. There's well, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but if we're not adding, if we're taking away from the average, that means some folks are. Oh, eating, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people are eating thirty six pounds. Okay. <laughs> we don't judge. So anyways, I got to work Saturday. I was doing my thing in a fairly decent morning. And then I spent the afternoon filling ice cream because we had a little staffing issue. So I was actually working ice cream. And as I was working it, I looked just out of curiosity to looked at the expiration date on the bottom. And it was January 2023. And I'm like, man, ice cream's got about a year shelf life on it. So, this stuff was actually manufactured, like, literally a couple of weeks ago. So, it got me thinking. Because I remember, well, and you remember, when this, uh, the panic buying first started in early 2020, right? Yeah. Ice cream was one of the categories that got wiped out. I know. It got blown blown up. Seriously. I mean, I guess they were getting that 23 pounds per person. <laughs> yeah. Like, in a month. So, apparently we have, like, a strategic reserve mm-hmm. of ice cream, kind of like... We have a strategic reserve of oil. Yes. We got one of ice cream. Uh, Most ice cream is manufactured uh, between March and July. Okay. So stuff hit the fan like around March, April, I think in 2020. So they kind of went through everything they had and then they started getting shut down and having issues during the peak production season. So that's kind of what caused the, the major effect on, uh, causing stuff to get out of stock and why stuff still still kind of straggling in to this day yeah. so i mean i don't know if it's still going to be a thing later this year when when peak sales you know during the summer pick up but i mean i don't know about other areas but i know out here folks eat ice cream year round it's not just a summertime thing i mean yeah i'm sure it picks up more but it, phew, i was filling it they were they were buying it, it man maybe they're stocking it up because they know
1: <laughs> it's possible
0: they, they might know so, speaking of dates on that, you know, how that had that manufactured data last month, I, I kind of want to talk about uh, clearance items, discontinued items, some places call them closeouts. We've seen them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, We shop them. Um, I, I kind of want to go into why those exist. So, there's numerous reasons. Um, one of the biggest things is that as online retailers grow, they, they pretty much have a, an indefinite inventory or ability to carry mm-hmm. whatever online, right? Right. Because they don't have to have it in a store. We're kind of limited. All right, cat. Thank you, buddy. Bong. Oh, we got a new sound effect. Hey. All right. Write that down. So, there is an infinite amount of space inside the four walls of my building. All right. I'm not expanding it. It, it can't get bigger. So... As companies produce more variety, you know, to try to get more customers out there, it obviously has to come out of the, the shelf space has to come out of the, what we already have. Right. Right. So you might have your favorite item that you think is the best item there was, but you might be the only one buying it. And next thing you know, it gets discontinued. It's taken out that way they can slide a new item back into the shelf. Right. So there are some other reasons. What are some other reasons that you find for why they get rid of stuff off the shelf.
1: Well, a lot of times I've noticed it's when a packaging change or a weight change is going to take place. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times it's an item that most people buy. Right. Or a very popular item. We just had that with <clears throat> Haterade. Yes. It's now yes. back
0: and it's four ounces less. Yeah. Yep. So, That's a great point.
1: Yeah. It, it would really, you know, kind of concerned me when I saw certain things that I knew people were going to be requesting. Right. And then when it would come in and it would look totally different. Right. It, it made me feel a lot better about it. Yeah. But it's because there was some change in that packaging.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think that happens quite a bit. Um, I guess the other part that I really thought about the other day was there's a lot more focus on gluten-free items, ve- vegan, oh, yeah. plant-based, all that stuff. And, you know, if my my ketchup section is only four foot long or four foot wide. And I've got a couple facings of each ketchup and boom, they bring in a new ketchup with mayonnaise built into it or whatever K and A's or whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. That, that's something's got to give. I mean, right. th- that shelf's not going to get any bigger. So that's just one topic I kind of wanted to bring up. And I guess the other nugget I would give you, there's that word I don't like. Dang it. <laughs> um, the, the other reason they're not, or they might be going on a clearance or discontinued is because it is a slow moving item that doesn't do well. So I would just caution folks when you see tags like that, if it's a food item, check the date. Yes. There is a good chance that it's probably pretty close dated and they want to get rid of it before it goes out of date. Yeah. Um, I know with my folks, whenever we hang up tags like that, one of the first things, whoever's hanging that tag, I have them go through and just check the dates on that stuff Um, And especially towards the back, because, you know, if it's an item that didn't get rotated that doesn't necessarily need it, that stuff in the back might be vested, let's just say.
1: And also, if something is moved to a clearance rack, still check the date. That's true. Because just because it's just been put there with a new tag, uh, you know, a clearance tag or whatever, doesn't mean that person checked the date when they put it there. Correct,
0: and you want to check the date. And there's a lot of controversy out there as far as sell-by dates, use-by dates. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, if it says use-by, that's when you should use it by. Right. If it says sell-by, you got a good bit of time before it it goes. We won't talk about ranch.
1: No, we're not going to talk about ranch. (laughs) No,
0: but I mean, if you think about canned goods, they probably last a significant amount of time past, so. past the, uh, the sell by date or whatever, I, I would think. I mean, it's hermetically. Is that the right word? The right word? Hermetically sealed?
1: It sounds good to me. Sounds
0: good to me, too. So. All right, well, one thing we don't want to do is discontinue or clearance rack this podcast.
1: Oh.
0: And uh, not that we're going to. I just needed a cool segue. Oh, okay. All right. A segue. There's not the always, thing you write on.
1: There's always a plan.
0: There is. So, hey, folks, please be sure to uh, subscribe on whatever platform you enjoy listening to us on. If you get a chance to write a review or maybe maybe we can read them on the podcast. Hey. Hey. That's a great idea. All right. I guess that's probably it for today. You got anything else, Liz?
1: No, I think I'm good.
0: All right. Well, thank you for stopping by the new and improved Man Cave, Decluttered.
1: My pleasure. And there is a lot of Darth Vader stuff in here, too. Yes,
0: there is. The force is strong with this one. (laughs) All right. Y'all be good. Peace. Peace. Hey, Retail Rangers, don't forget to check out walkerretailranger.com. Could be how you found this podcast, but there's an About Us uh, link on there that you can ask questions or submit some topics for future podcasts if you'd like. Um, I'm pretty new to this building a website thing. I'm kind of learning as I go. I'm a retail ranger, not an IT guy, Um, but so far the analytics are showing that I'm pretty big in Belgium. Just saying walkerretailranger.com Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard and be a retail ranger.
1: You've been listening to Walker Retail Rangers.